So I'll say this. The president has been very clear, you know, as you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. He's been very clear. There's going to be another pandemic. The president is doing what the president is. Your, the president is. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. These are items that the president has been very clear on. No end of quote. Repeat the line. And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear. I was going to foot him. Uh, foot, foot, excuse me. The president has been very clear. Like a billion, two hundred million, seven hundred seven, 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 seven thirty-seven thousand, seven, seven thirty, seven hundred thirty. Very, very clear. All you got to do is look what is being played on, played the, 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 this morning. Look, the president has been very clear. But is he going to specify exactly? No, but he has. The best way to get something done, if you. If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. The USA is in a crucial stage. It's not because of foreign wars we wage. It's more to do with the colors blue and red. Many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border And politicians build a new world order Too many minds are convinced they should be led I've gotta be free The way God made Right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense Dangerous ones will not turn into guns All the unions always ask for more All we buy is made on foreign shores Come a day when there'll be real hell to pay I've gotta be free The way God made Welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And there is just so much going on, I can't possibly keep up with everything, but let's jump right into the action as a result, because after all, if I don't get started, 
I can't get done. <laughs> Let's start with Ron DeSantis. Oh, man, he's at it again, uh, ruffling the feathers of Democrats everywhere. This time, the posh elitist, uh, people like Barack Hussein, Alu Akbar, Obama, for example, uh, the folks that live over at Martha's Vineyard. Yes, yes, it seems that... Um, Seems that Governor DeSantis decided to transport a large number of illegal migrants to Martha's Vineyard, uh, which, of course, got all kinds of widespread approval from conservatives and all kinds of hands wringing and gnashing of teeth among leftists. Uh, then, after all these leftists started making their claims of racism against DeSantis, he fired back a salvo uh, that was so close to the mark that it should have left these folks stunned, should have left them unconscious from their own hypocrisy, because he called out their hypocrisy. He, he went after these detractors, snapping, quote, their virtue signaling is a fraud. Well, you know, that's kind of the whole point of signaling the virtue. I've said many times here and I hope that you've heard it and understood it and meant it. I even hope you've repeated it to other people. Uh, if you have to virtue signal, it's representative of the fact that you're probably not living any particular virtue. But, yes, he said point blank their virtue signaling is a fraud. DeSantis started by targeting President, if you want to call him that, Beijing barely there Biden, for his refusal to secure the southern border, a reframe that we have heard many conservatives make over the last several years. Seems that no Democrat wants to close the southern border, at least none alive today, certainly none that have held the office. Barack Obama didn't want to do it. Uh, you got Joe Biden pretending that it's been done. Even, even the vice president, Kamala Harris just said last week that the border is secure, which is what makes it really cool that uh, we also saw two busloads of illegal migrants being dropped off pretty close to her D.C. residence. But that's another story. Uh, back to this one, quoting uh, the good governor of Florida once again, quote, We take what is happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some, and unlike the President of the United States, who has refused to lift a finger to secure that border. You've had millions and millions of people pouring across illegally record amounts of fentanyl coming into our country. It is absolutely killing Americans in record numbers. And, of course, you have criminal aliens. Just the sheer number of people. It's not the way you run a country. I'll tell you what, if, if for some reason Donald Trump does not run, make a case that Ron DeSantis should not be the next president of the United States. I, I dare you. This guy's doing everything right, period. Anyway, I'll continue with this. After noting that huge numbers of people want to immigrate to Florida. He continued saying, quote, if you have folks that are inclined to think Florida's a good place, uh, 
Our message to them is that we are not a sanctuary state, and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary (laughs) jurisdiction, is the word I'm trying to spit out, sorry guys, It's, it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction, and yes, we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures. All right, so I'm loving it. Then he discussed the Biden administration secretly flying illegal immigrants to areas around the country. Now, this is a good point that I don't think enough people are actually making when they've been trying to rebut this whole, we're going to start sending folks to the sanctuary cities that are run by the, the leftist who we have sanctuary cities here, Brigade. Uh, because what we've had ongoing is uh, the Biden administration in the dead of the night, oftentimes, using buses, using planes, sending these illegal migrants to destinations that, strangely enough, are typically run by conservatives intentionally not giving them to the place where supposedly they would be welcomed with open arms, right? So, again, absolutely fantastic that uh, the good governor of Florida makes this point. He said, quote, I would just note, Biden would fly people in the middle of the night, dump them all across this country. There was no warning on any of this. They're doing it, and they're farming people out all around. Now, again, that's exactly what they're doing. He continued saying, quote, and all of those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chest when Trump was president, saying that they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk, and they're so upset that this is happening. It just shows you their virtue signaling is a fraud. They are supporting policies that are frankly just indefensible. It is not defensible for a superpower to not have any control over the territory of its country or the borders of its country. Turning back to Biden, he implicitly referenced that Biden's administration's reversal of the Trump remain in Mexico policy, saying, quote, and he inherited a situation where you didn't have this happening. He reversed the Trump policies, knowing what would end up happening. One of the reasons why he wanted to transport is obviously because it's expensive if people are coming here. It taxes social services and all these other things. Even every community in America should be sharing in the burdens. It shouldn't all fall on a handful of red states. What would be the best is for Biden to do his, well, okay, I don't normally put it quite like this, but for the purposes of quoting, 
what would be best is for Biden to do his damn job and secure the border. And you know what? Again, how can you argue with that? How can you say he's wrong? I mean, if you're a leftist, obviously you can whine and gripe and complain because, oh no, now all of a sudden we have to live with the consequences of the those policies that we've been spouting. We didn't even realize that these were policies. We didn't even realize there are real world repercussions for when we do something like this. Oh my. See, there is merit and value of having to live with the consequences of your actions. There is merit in having to live with the consequences of a philosophy that you have supported, that you have been a proactive person trying to help promote. I come to you on a semi-regular basis promoting things like built bars and blue coolers and uh, you know, fire and flavors, hero grill system, and and various goodies from the Patriot Depot. And I promote these things to you because they're quality items. I promote things from My Patriot Supply and from Hero Soap because they're quality items. And even in these times that we face right now where the economy is bad and getting worse, where dollars are not going near as far as they used to. One of the things that I feel very good about is when I'm talking about blue coolers, they may not be the cheapest coolers you can go get, but they're still the best value, the most bang for your buck. So I still stand by promoting those items. Not just because if you use the links that I offer, that it will help support the show. Knowing that a good number of you that's listening to Terrestrial Radio will simply... If you decide to look them up because of what you heard here, we'll go directly to their site. You won't use my links. I know that's happening. I don't hold back because of it. I would still like for you to use my links. I would like to get some credit for sending you in that direction. But chances are, I'm just one person you're hearing out of many that are promoting a lot of these things. So it's a combined effort. Living with the consequences of your actions, though, is how you learn. If you constantly rush in and save the day and never let your child uh, experience uh, the repercussions of something they've done, then they're never going to learn from the mistake. The problem is when it comes to federal, national policy, even the folks who knew better, who already knew you shouldn't do this, are all having to pay for this same mistake. But you see, the folks on the left have been really, really good at finding ways of avoiding the pain themselves. I mean, for the longest time, and thank goodness uh, Trump uh, tried to take care of this and end it, but Biden is working to try and reinstitute it. We saw things like uh, if you lived in a high tax state, that you could get your state income taxes uh, knocked off of your federal income. Why? Why is that the case? Well, the left is looking for a way to not feel the pain of the choices they've made. But that doesn't mean that 
all the red states that haven't done the same thing, the people living in those red states specifically because they haven't, there's no reason why we should have to pay an additional price because you choose to make bad decisions in who you elect and how you run your state. There are repercussions to these expenses, and you should have to feel the pain. And if you're living in one of these states and you can't afford it, don't whine that all of a sudden that mean old Republican made the change. Whine that these Democrats that you keep electing keep running up a tab that they can't cover. That's the lesson you're supposed to be learning. You look around at what states are doing the best in the post-pandemic time frame, the state economies that are booming in comparison, even though so many of those folks are still struggling with supply chain issues and getting a proper number of employees that are ready to show up and actually do work. They're the ones that do not do the stupid Democrat crap. It's not a competition to see how much money you can spend the fastest, but that's how they run governments. It should be about who's accountable. It should be about who is responsible. And I'm sorry, if you're not feeling the pain of your bad decisions, then you don't learn how bad it was. You're not going to correct your actions, you're not going to correct the things you support. And that's been kind of the idea all along. The left knows, the, the true left, the folks that are pulling the strings. I, I'm not even talking about the folks that are actually currently holding political office, but the people that support them and put them in office, the people that uh, pay lots and lots of money to get so-called progressive uh, district attorneys in place so they can pretend like crime's not a real thing. You can hug a criminal and that'll make everything better. Never mind the fact that crime just goes through the roof when you do it. Now, now Johnny, you know you shouldn't be shoplifting with your 700 friends in this flash mob and making the CBS leave San Francisco like that. That was very bad of you. Oh, you're right. I was so wrong. I'll never do that again. 15 minutes later, smash and grab at the next place. And you don't learn that way. So while I do feel like there's a little bit of political grandstanding with these actions, while I do feel like it's a shame that we have to take it to this extent, I do have to give hat tips to the governors of Texas and Florida and Arizona, the people who have taken it upon themselves to send their border town overflows, strictly folks volunteering to go, by the way, but send them to the heart of these so-called sanctuaries in this country. The people that are actively encouraging folks to come across the border, the folks that are actively supporting the notion that we should have an open border, that there should be no restrictions, that we shouldn't really have a say on who is and isn't in this country. You want to be here? Come on. Because they know the system is currently set up to only affect the border states. And then as the saturation occurred, they would slowly migrate outwards. The cities that were having the hardest time were those border towns, most of which were in no position to deal with it. They're seeing tens of thousands uh, coming through, sometimes tens of thousands daily, depending on where they're located. 
these are areas that are being completely and totally overwhelmed. And yet, for decades, the media failing to do its job doesn't report. So if you're a good distance away from the southern border, you had no idea things were bad. You might occasionally hear a story. And then if you live somewhere like Martha's Vineyard, then maybe you could get away with just... Uh, imagining that, well, surely it's not that big of a deal, or they would actually do something. Would they, though? I mean, uh, think about it. Uh, most of the people that live in Martha's Vineyard have an invested interest in having a certain amount of illegal migrant coming into the country, because those are the people you can typically get to do the jobs that the normal Americans simply don't want to do, and the ones that are willing to do it aren't willing to do it very well, and they certainly can't be trusted, not that we can trust these illegals either, but they'll be in constant fear of deportation, so they'll do what they're told, they'll stay in line, we'll keep this underclass going, and eventually we'll pretend like they're citizens, we'll let them vote, but they better know which way to vote. They better know where their bread is buttered. All of a sudden, before they've had a chance to acclimate to the United States, before they've had a chance to learn what their role here is, all of a sudden, they're just, bam, right there at Martha's Vineyard, on the island, no less, flown in by charter flight. Now, again, I, <laughs> I wish... We didn't have to do this kind of thing to make the point. But I have not seen anything happen before this that really drove this point home to the people who need it driven home the most. The people who are driving the open border policy. The people who believe that they're doing a favor for these unwashed masses, and also helping to keep very cheap labor available for themselves. Yes, those are the people who need to understand there are real-world consequences to leaving this border open. There are real-world consequences to electing office holders whose job it actually is laid out by definition in the Constitution of the United States to make sure this kind of crap does not happen. So exactly as Ron DeSantis said, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., it is your job. Do your damn job and close this border. Not just secure it anymore. Close it. Lock it down. Shut it down. We need to make sure that we have time to acclimate to the folks that are here, that you are managing the crap and actually getting these people to their court dates, meaning you're also sending the resources that right now you're using to just process people and turn them loose, process people and turn them loose. Uh, use those resources to lock down the border and then divide. Instead of sending all this extra money to the IRS, use it to hire more Border Patrol agents and track down these folks that have taking a court date, taking their little ticket, and then you turn loose, and then you never see them again. Go find them, and if they're not eligible for being uh, here for the the reasons they claim that they need to be here, oh, we're, we're so oppressed back home, we need sanctuary. If they don't actually qualify, send their backsides home. Their home is not here. 
They're bringing children with them. Send the children back home with them. You don't have to separate families. Keep the families together. Just keep them together where they came from. Oh, well, what about the unaccompanied minors that just uh, showed up here? Well, then send them back to the government from which they came and have their governments press child abuse charges against the parents that let these children travel here in the first place. Joe Biden is literally right now begging the Mexican government to start taking some of these migrants. Seems to me like if you hadn't just undone the stay in Mexico policy, which you were so desperate to do, you wouldn't have to do that right now. Mexico was perfectly content with how that was working. But you see, the problem there is it was just something else that was done under the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, the MAGA king, and the leader of the insurrection. So, obviously, we can't do that. It doesn't matter how good the program was working. It doesn't matter how much sense it made. We just can't do that. That would be undemocratic. It's funny how when they say that, we're not really talking about democratic as in our democracy. We're talking about democratic as in the Democrat Party, which actually not that democratic if you really look at the things they're doing. They certainly don't support the republic. They don't want you being smart enough to know the difference between a republic and a democracy. They don't want you being smart enough to know that a republic is immensely better for protecting the rights of individuals, which should be a primary focus of our elected officials, because again, it is literally laid out in the Constitution, in the job descriptions that all of these government morons hold, exactly what their role in protecting our rights is supposed to be. They want everybody buying into the notion that our democracy is a democracy and we should have the democracy because they want you thinking the mob rule is how things should go. They don't want you even understanding for a second that the Supreme Court is supposed to be separate from political consideration. So they should not be privy to political protest. The same allowances of somebody showing up to protest in front of the Capitol is not the same as somebody protesting in front of the homes of a Supreme Court justice. The second is illegal, and well should be, because their job isn't to placate the masses and the general feelings of the moment. Their job is to interpret whether laws or regulations that have been brought forth and are being foisted upon the American people actually are legal and allowable for the federal government to do, whether it's a law or a mandate or a regulation or even just a, a strongly worded suggestion, is it legally permissible based on what the Constitution says the federal government has the power to do? That's the role. It's not how many Americans support killing, murdering unborn baby humans. It's not how many people supported it 15 weeks? How many people supported it 20 weeks? How many supported it at nine months? How many supported it at 27 months? Oh, the, the kid is so noisy. It's keeping me from sleeping. It's driving me crazy. I just want to import it now. That's still okay, right?
to hear some of these lefties write. That's not the point. That's not the purpose. It's not the job of the Supreme Court. And what's more infuriating is that the people that are out here spouting the most nonsense about this are the ones that rely on these protections the most. Most of them are minorities. Most of them are communist insurgents. Most of them are taking advantage of the freedom of expression and freedom of speech that the Constitution protects for them to do, and they try to wield that as a weapon against us. And nobody pushes back when they try to prevent us from having the same voice, the same platform. We deserve that. They deserve it. I don't want to silence the communists. I just want enough of a population in this country that when they hear the communists talking, they immediately recognize, oh, they're communists. That's not what we should do here. Because it always leads further down the bad road. It always doesn't just start us down that slippery slope, but puts us on a little sled and shoves us really hard from behind. Without fail. Every time. Like this crap with the credit cards about creating a new category for firearms. You want to tell me that even if that's completely innocent now, that it is not at some point down the road going to be used to create de facto lists? I mean, you can tell me that. I don't think there's very many folks out there that are dumb enough to believe that that's not what's going to happen. Virtue signaling is right, and Governor DeSantis, thank you for being bold on this issue and basically every issue that has come down the pike since the lockdowns. Just insanity. Uh, and just a quick message to all you fine, fine sanctuary jurisdiction-loving folks. Start living your virtue instead of just signaling it. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. My name's Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Rise and shine, sleepy Joe. Now's the time, don't you know, to get into a new kind of dream. You can rest your head on the corner of your bed. You can watch the world go by. But you're never gonna see what the other people see if you're always gonna be a blind dog faced pony soldier. So, Biden says MAGA Republicans are filled with rage and hate. Either Uncle Joe is just a dark, evil sort. Or he don't know them and got that mixed up. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, Uncle Joe Biden threatened parents recently by reminding us that the government has bigger guns. His recent red, black, and white backdrop for an unreal American speech was like a cross between a demented Darth Vader and a whacked-out Hitler. The real hater, Uncle Joe, declared U.S. sovereigns who simply desire to live in a nation governed by the principles enumerated in the Constitution and Federalist Papers. Heck, at this point, I would accept the Magna Carta. 
to brand good parents who desire to train up their children in the way that they should go so that when they're older they do not depart. To want to protect children from the ever-growing boldness of pedophilia practitioners is not hate, Uncle Joe. To want secure borders to protect our republic from being overrun by the teeming brutish hordes of illegal border crossers is not evil. Besides, we allow 1.5 million legal immigrants into the USA annually. To want a land of liberty, which means freedom with responsibility, is not hate. Oh no, Uncle Joe, but it is you and your ilk who hate those of us unwilling to live under your boot heel of oppression. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. My name's Joe Biden. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious. And I mean it. Not a joke, for real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight joker. I sure don't want to hurt no one. I keep forgetting I'm president. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Here's the thing. People think that the President of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That that has to be an act of Congress. But the the difference between the President, the President can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. Walk to 18. Let me eat a bill bar. Let me eat a bill bar. Let me eat a bill bar. I'm in love with you. Protein bar that's tasty. And it's it's healthy too. Now, did he just say healthy? Because wow, who knew? I knew. My favorite tastes like cherries. Tap into the truth. 
Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just That's right. We would be just fine. This idea of progress, it's not. All right. You heard the ad for Built Bar. There is a link in the show description if you're listening to the podcast that will not only take you to Built, but will also let them know that I sent you. So, you know, if you haven't already, or even if you are a regular customer and you buy from them online directly, I would appreciate it if you would use my link ever so often, even if you don't do it all the time, just every now and then. It, it does help the show, and uh, it it helps me. And right now, <laughs> like a lot of you, I could use the help. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, if you happen to be a business owner, or if you or somebody that was looking to try and take your future into your own hands and start up a brand new business, I'd highly recommend that you check out Start Engine. Uh, the reason why I would recommend that has a lot to do with the fact that right now, money for investments is getting harder and harder to find. So crowdfunding is actually a very good alternative to, to, to the traditional routes that you ordinarily would go down in order to get the financing for your brand new startup or for expanding your currently existing business, especially given where things are going right now. Crowdfunding might be your best bet. And right now, when it comes to crowdfunding for startups and for expansions for existing businesses, nobody is better in that market than Start Engine. Now, other folks will do it. You can work around it, but Start Engine is your best bet there. And they have inked a, a it's a very exclusive strategic partnership with Indiegogo so that you can continue fundraising well beyond the normal rounds that exist on Start Engine. So, you know, it, it, I paused because I was trying to think, should I say strategic first or should I stay exclusive first? It, which, which, well, it's exclusive and it's strategic. So I guess it doesn't matter which one goes first. Uh, ultimately, though, you, of course, can do the random search and you can find your way there and find it out. But there will be a link in today's show description uh, that, again, will let them know I'm the one that sent you. And this one, this one is very important to me. So I'm really, really going to ask if you're going to check it out based on my recommendation. And I'm just telling you, go take a look. I'm not telling you, yeah, this is the one to go with uh, or or do whatever, but go see what they have to offer. See if they can help. See if they're the solution you're looking for. I think they can help most folks out right now. But if you're going to go there based on my recommendation, please use the link in the show description. And if you're not listening uh, to the podcast, if you're listening to terrestrial radio, for example, or if you're listening over at the last frequency, then come Find me at tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, into the truth, all one word, dot com. And then after you land on the homepage, go over to the uh, area that is friends and sponsors, or I think it's sponsors and friends. 
Uh, scroll down a little bit, you will see uh, a, a little link that you can click on that will work just the same. And I do periodically share uh, this these same links on social media. So come find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Locals.com, uh, on uh, True Social, Parlor, Clout Hub, MeWe, Getter, Gab, Spreely, uh, and even over on LinkedIn. Uh, I will post that over there as well. Don't think I put it up on Minds.com. These are all some uh, great social media sites. Just come check it out. And, and please, please, if you are just even considering it, please use my link. Uh, it really, really will help me out if you decide to move forward. And uh, again, like I said, it's not going to cost you anything extra at all. And it will really help support the show. So thank you in advance and peace, please. Okay, that's enough begging. <laughs> And, well, maybe not. If you haven't done it yet, maybe it is not enough. But let's move on with the show, shall we? Uh, Janet Yellen really got my attention again today. Uh, well, I, it just, it, it makes me wonder, how do you even put this? Take so and read the article. And, but I, I want to interject as I go along, and it's just so crazy. So, as most of you know by now, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know who these people are. But uh, let's pretend for a second that you're a lefty, and you don't really pay attention. And you maybe heard the name Janet Yellen, but you got no idea who she is. Well, she's the current Treasury Secretary. And she was bragging about the Biden administration's effort to really provide the the IRS with the eighty billion dollar raise. See, we're of course talking about the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which provides the funds to hire eighty-seven thousand new IRS employees over the next decade, more than doubling the agency's size. During a speech on Thursday at the new Carleton Federal Building in Maryland, Yellen made the statement that, quote, adequately funding the IRS is a core to our success. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Adequately funding the IRS is core to our success. What does that really mean? You see, here's the challenge for any lefty that might be accidentally listening or listening on purpose and trying to find me saying something horribly racist and bigoted. Oh, what a white supremacist I am for quoting this lady. Adequately funding the IRS is core to our success, meaning they've got to have enough agents, they have to have enough people, they have to have enough resources to come after us, the taxpaying citizens, to collect enough money for them to fund all of their leftist woke policies and boondoggles. That's what she's admitting there. That is what is being admitted when she says that adequately funding the IRS is core to our success. Regular listeners, I'm sorry for berating this point because I know you got that as soon as I said the quote. I don't have to explain it to you. I apologize. But remember, 
you're, you're not the only ones that are listening. Some of the folks listening do need me to explain it to them. Don't know if they're going to pay attention. Don't know if they're going to let it seep in. But maybe, maybe a neuron, maybe a synapse will randomly fire and will make a connection. Then all of a sudden, just the tiniest bit of critical thought might occur. And then from there, suddenly the brain starts working and they will realize how ridiculous they were to choose the path of leftism to fall for the tricks and trappings of the political left. Just maybe. Now, again, maybe I'm being way too optimistic, but it's worth a shot. Back to quoting Secretary Yellen. It raises the revenue for us to make important investments in our economic strengths. The IRS brings us our tax dollars so we can spend the money where we want. I'm still translating pretty well. Sorry. Back to quoting. It makes sure that all Americans are playing by the same rules. <laughs> really? I mean, the IRS is coming after the Biden family. The, the IRS is coming after Nancy Pelosi. The IRS is coming after the Clintons. I, yeah, sure. We're all playing by the same rules, Secretary Yellen. Okay, sorry. Back to quoting. It avoids misallocation of resources in the economy at large. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. What about all the, the COVID money that went to school systems that was then turned around and used to help promote critical race theory instead of, you know, making students safe to come back to school? And did the IRS do anything to step in there? Is the IRS actually looking over anybody's shoulder other than freaking middle middle class and lower Americans? You know, the folks that can't afford an attorney to fight them in court for years? Is, is the IRS doing anything other than that? Really? Can you give me an example? And if you can come up with one, can you come up with a second one? Because, you know, you need at least three data points to start uh, making the case that there is a pattern. And I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find just two examples of that. In fact, unless you're really good at research, you're probably going to be hard-pressed to come up with one. <sighs> anyway, I, back to the quote. Okay, avoids the misallocation of resources in the economy at large, and it does so by deterring taxpayers from shifting their activities towards more opaque sources or engaging in tax evasion. Really? It, has the IRS actually ever stopped somebody from attempting to evade taxes? And how exactly are you defining tax evasion? Because when you use the words in that particular phrasing, I would say anybody attempting to legally evade taxes probably falls into that category. But you're not looking to try and prevent criminal activity. There's too many people that support you being in the position you're in right now that have the power and influence they have, as well as the wealth that they have, because they themselves have engaged in, if not 
full-blown, actual, fully illegal criminal activity certainly have engaged, at the very least, in immoral activity, or, at the very least, morally questionable. Of course, you know, that's why the question of ethics comes into uh, the discussion at that point. In fact, I keep threatening uh, to have a show dedicated to the discussion of professional ethics as opposed to personal ethics. And, and we played on some of the examples on multiple occasions, but I would never actually sat down and, and worked out what would be necessary to dedicate a show to that. And I suppose at some point I need to. And what I need to do is get together with the, some of my fellow radio show hosts and have kind of a panel discussion on the topic. I think that would be great. Maybe maybe that will be my shortcut way of, of avoiding having to do all the work. <laughs> some of these really good folks help do the work for me. Um, because it's certainly a worthy topic. But at any rate, continuing with uh, the discussion. I apologize. I, I'm bouncing around here. Because this lady, she's... She's really, she's really getting to me here. But uh, Yellen repeated her promise that the new funding will not be directed to increase audits for American households earning less than $400,000 a year relative to historical levels. Now remember, I'm making a point of reminding you every time she says that because... The last four years or so, the IRS has done, historically speaking, significantly fewer audits on the American people in general because they've either lacked the resources, they haven't had enough people, or they just flat out didn't want to look like the bad guys because they were wanting to get certain people reelected. Whatever the rationale may have been, we are currently rolling at a pretty low level of audits that are taking place. So when she says that it's not going to be increased compared to historical levels, that's not a promise that you're not going to see a big-time uptick in the number of audits that are happening. Because just to get back on par with those historical levels, it's going to have to go up quite a bit. <sighs> Remember, audits were far higher as recently as a decade ago. Now, according to a report from the Government Accountability Office, audit rates for Americans earning between $25,000 and $200,000 fell 76% between 2010 and 2019, while those earning less than 25000 saw audit rates fall by 61%, which means 25000 and below can see an uptick of 61%, and she would still be keeping her promise. If you're making between twenty five and two hundred thousand a year, the uptick in audits can go up to seventy six percent and she'd still be keeping her promise. Now you want to tell me that's not a major uptick in the number of audits? You want to tell me that they're not planning on coming after you? They're using their language very carefully because they don't want you to be able to point a finger and say, 
you said this, and then they'll be able to say, well, we also said relative to historical levels. This is still on par with historical levels. We told you the truth. And then the quiet part that you should hear when you hear these people talk, they're never going to say it out loud because they still want you to be dumb enough to vote for them and not angry enough to vote for the other guy, even if you are still dumb enough to vote for them. So when they say, we told you the truth, you should also hear immediately after, go ahead, put it in their voice, tune it into your head. We told you the truth. It's not our fault. You're too stupid to know what we were actually saying. That's what they're counting on, though. They honestly believe that most of us are too dumb to know the difference. They believe that. That's why they control the media. That's why they've dumbed down the American public. That's why they've tried to eviscerate the idea of critical thinking, why they're trying to destroy the nuclear family. All of the things that stand to keep people smart enough to see through their BS and informed enough to at least know how to ask the right questions and to be independent enough not to rely on these. I'm going to be nice and not get booted off the radio today and say, people, they're still depending on all of us to be way dumber than we ought to be when it comes to this stuff. Because if you don't know by now they're selling you a bunch of hooey, then you deserve all that bovine excrement they're shoveling on top of your head. Back to quoting Miss Yellen. In all, a strong IRS is critical to the economic success of this country. And I am heartened that we are finally reflecting that in our funding decisions. <sighs> See there, I made it through. I made it through what she said. Now, a report from the Congressional Budget Office, based on an earlier proposal to hire 87,000 new agents for the IRS, uh, it found that audit rates would raise for all taxpayers even as higher income taxpayers face the largest increase. Uh, according to Republican members of the House Ways and Means Committee, the new agents would be capable of carrying out 1.2 million more individual audits per year, with nearly half impacting Americans earning less than $75,000 a year. Noting that the average American takes 13 hours to file a tax return, Yellen said that many of the new resources will exist to decrease wait times and facilitate access to IRS services. See, they're really doing it for us. Isn't that super helpful of them? Beyond increasing the number of staff available to answer phones, Yellen also emphasized in-person health centers, saying, quote, by next year, every single center will be fully staffed. As a result, we will triple the number of Americans served at these centers. Maybe the goal shouldn't be to triple the number of people that you're helping. 
but to make a tax system that's so simple that that many Americans don't need that much help to file their income tax. I mean, wouldn't that be a more admirable goal? Make it as simple as possible, straightforward, change the tax code from thousands of pages to, you know, a couple of paragraphs. If you make more than this amount of money, pay this amount. If you make below this threshold, uh, congratulations, you're not on the hook for anything. What? You you wanted something back? You you're not paying anything in. If there was with if you were part of the working poor and you paid something in, okay, uh, we'll send you a check or direct deposit. Just what you paid in. Now, no no earned income credits. No none of this other bull where you are actually getting back more than you paid in because. That's just one more reason to have to collect more taxes in the first place. That's just wealth redistribution. And while it might feel good to get a $2,000 check when you paid in $700, it might be really nice to have that extra cash. The burden that you're putting on the rest of the country isn't fair. And isn't that the battle cry of the left? Fair? Don't you want to be there, you want people to pay their fair share, right? You know how I know that you want that? Because Yellen said it too. Still in this speech, she discussed the need to, quote, make sure that everyone pays their fair share. Observing that wealthy Americans were estimated to have underpaid their taxes by $160 billion in 2019. Only did they underpay or did they have legal means to uh, avoid paying? Because guess what? They're already, the wealthy Americans are already overpaying taxes anyway. Their fair share seems to be a lot larger than you would expect anybody else to pay. I'm going to have to leave that topic alone because it's time to reset for the hour. But, uh, a strong IRS is not the key to success for America. It's the key to this current administration putting even more Americans under their thumb. Uh, for those of you that are listening on terrestrial radio, got to say goodbye now. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take theirs. Be prepared to put in some effort. Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. If you're listening anywhere else, stay where you're at. Hour number two will start right after this. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, state clan taught to praise the little man told that union saved the working class he was raised a red state son to love the flag and own a gun warned about the greed within the mass they met beneath the moonlit sky a college party drunk and high and when they had degrees they said their vows he he couldn't say when, he couldn't say how, he couldn't say why, she was different in his eyes. 
was and had a kid Tried to live like their parents did But both their parties taxed them close to death They learned to hate the public schools Watch TV making fools While trial lawyers looted what was left She, she couldn't say when She couldn't say how She couldn't say why He was different in her eyes you're listening to Tap Into The Truth. My name's Joe Biden. All of this, as more than half of Americans think President Biden will go down as one of the worst presidents in American history. I keep forgetting I'm president. to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And this is the second hour of a two-hour live broadcast that occurs 
uh, on this day, just so happens to be September 15th, 2022. It's Thursday evening, and if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, something crazy happened, because ordinarily this hour is simply bonus content for the fine folks listening over at the last frequency, or people listening to the podcast. So, welcome to the bonus hour, everybody. Uh, yay, uh, should I, like, have the applause thing again? Nah, let's move on. Okay, so back in the first hour, I ended up having to cut short my discussion about Janet Yellen and her claim that a strong IRS is crucial to their success. I stand by the rationale that she is telling you the truth, but it's up to you to read between the lines to understand what she means. The IRS has been weaponized by the federal government for some time now. They are out there to make sure that you and I remain dutifully under the thumb of the federal government. And to prove further that the lefties consider themselves to be above the same rules and regulations, we also have this notion that has been voiced out loud this past week by Senator from Hawaii, Maisie Hirono, that, uh, that it's perfectly okay for leftists to engage in violence. It's perfectly okay for political leftists to engage in political violence. It's all right. In fact, the second story I'm going to talk about also kind of leans in that direction. Uh, but I want to start with the setting senator from Hawaii, who, you know, she's quickly, quickly moving up the charts of dumbest people to hold elected office. Uh, she is currently in a running gun battle uh, with uh, a few other folks. But I want you to hear what she said, just in case you missed it. And I got to say, this is something that I think is being underreported, by the way. Mostly because some people simply don't consider this to be a news story. And these right-wing conservatives are just out there making a bigger deal out of it than it should be. So we should just all ignore the fact she even said it. But anyway, Senator Maisie Hirono called the political left's opposition to, and she said, Republicans' pro-life agenda. She called it literally a call to arms in our country. She said this Wednesday on the floor of the Senate, by the way, which may be why a lot of folks maybe didn't see or hear it, but Wednesday on the floor of the Senate said that pro-life is strictly a Republican thing. I know a lot of people that are conservative-minded that aren't Republicans that believe in pro-life. I know a lot of people who actually have pretty much voted Democrat their whole lives, but they are pro-life because they have faith in a Christian belief system where they believe in the sanctity of life. They believe that murdering pre-born baby humans is not a good thing. So being pro-life does not automatically make you a Republican senator. Just uh, We're going to start there, but that's not the only point we'll make. But let me continue. Hirono's remarks, of course, comes after churches and pro-life pregnancy centers and 
other organizations have come under attack ever since we've had Roe v. Wade overturned. Data compiled by both the Susan B. Anthony List and Catholic Vote found that dozens of centers were attacked since the early May leak of the draft Supreme Court opinion where they were going to overturn Roe. Maisie, she says, quote, when I hear my colleagues talking about how, you know, it should be states' rights or government should not be telling us what to do, the word hypocrites, it doesn't even go far enough to call them out on what they're doing. This is an outright attack on women in this country. That is how I see it. Well, I'm sorry, Senator Hirono, but you are a freaking moron. I'm not going to retract that either. Ooh, you're not my senator. What do I care? Ooh, you're a Democrat. Going to come get me? Come and get me. Just once again would show what a moron you are. Because you're going to turn me into a martyr if you do. And right now, there's not a, a whole lot of people that are paying that much attention. So you're getting away with it. You won't be getting away with these type of statements if you come after somebody like me. I'm going to be screaming it so loud that even Barack Hussein Akbar Obama, who's currently in his bunker in Martha's Benya hiding from all the illegals that DeSantis flew there, he's going to hear it. Oh, that's how you see it. Well, you see it wrong, Senator. You see it very wrong because, you see, this isn't an attack on women. This isn't taking away rights from women. You still have the right to be autonomous of your own body. The thing here is you're also expected when you have rights and liberties and freedoms to have responsibilities that go with. So you have the right to be autonomous of your own body. Take the steps necessary not to get pregnant in the first place if you don't want to be pregnant. You don't get to just go kill another person because you don't want to have it. Oh, but Tim, this is not a it's not a person. It's a clump of cells. It's a fetus. No, dimwit. It's it's a growing early stage pre-born baby human. That's what it is. There is never a different outcome that is going to be the result if you allow it to continue on its normal path. It's not going to magically become a puppy. It's not going to magically become a unicorn. It's not going to become an Apache attack helicopter, even though that's what my youngest daughter continues to say she identifies as. Uh, <laughs> I don't see how no one understands this very simple fact. You claim that you had a constitutional right for 50 years. No, you didn't. The court ruled incorrectly with a big hodgepodge of crap that didn't even coalesce to the point that even Ruth Bader Ginsburg said Roe v. Wade was crap and from a strictly jurisprudence standpoint. She said it, and she was very pro-abortion. You base this on nothing. And as I seem to recall, there were 
at a very long period of time where really terrible things were considered legal, was considered a right. I, as a plantation owner in the South, have a right to own slaves. You, you remember whining about that just a few minutes ago, all you identity politi <laughs> politics idiots? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do because some of you never shut up about it. There's a terrible country because of blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, we did some bad things. Show me a country that's existed more than 10 minutes that hasn't. Okay, go ahead. We're flawed. The key is we're trying to get better. The key is we're based on principles that are timeless. We're based on principles that dedicate us and drive us towards a better end. As long as you stay on the path and walk and work with us to get there, not try to tear it all down, not try to alienate half of the freaking country, not go out and give freaking Darth Vader speeches in front of the nation with red lights and Marines in the background and talk about the King Maga is coming back and we must stop all of them. Good, good. Use your hate and become more powerful. Pretty sure I heard that somewhere in Biden's speech. Nah, anyway. Let me get back to... Senator Maisie Haran. She continued saying, <clears throat> quoting again, that is how more and more women and those who support our right to make decisions about our own bodies, that's how we see it. And why? Because that's what's happening. Again, I'm telling you, you've got the right to control what happens to your body. Control your body. If you're not ready, if you're not prepared to be a parent, control your body. you got a lot of choices, a lot of options. And guess what? There's still literally no place in the country, none, not a zip, that does not allow for the termination of a pregnancy in the event of rape, incest, or the actual, honest-to-goodness health of the mother, not the mental health. There's some places that says, no, that's some BS. But the actual, will having this child kill you? Okay, you don't have to do it. You got the right to self-defense. That's the way it is everywhere. Although you would never know that to hear the left. In fact, there's still some morons out there right now that think that when Roe v. Wade was overturned, that the Supreme Court outlawed abortion everywhere. Guys, I'm pretty sure a lot of you are still having them in places like New York and Chicago and California. I'm pretty sure they're not just rogue elements out there. All they did was send it back to the states where it always should have been because it's not a federal issue, period, end of that discussion. So, Maisie, I'm not attacking women. I'm telling you, when it comes to the Constitution, that is the the measuring stick for what you are and what you are not allowed to do as a member of the federal government. And the Constitution says, ah, ah, ah. But of course, you have to play identity politics. And you have to play, oh, Democrats care about the coming people. And you have to continue to play this idea that you... As an average everyday citizen, either because you're too stupid to be expected to be accountable for your own actions, or because you simply should live free and live in your life completely dependent on us, yes. Depend on us, we'll take good care of you. Whatever the rationale between the two, 
they're trying to sell you a bill of goods, ladies and gentlemen, that you should not be responsible for anything you do. You just robbed a liquor store? I'm sure you had a good reason. Let's not even... Let's not even let you have bail. Just uh, We'll process it. We'll take your picture. We'll give you a court date. You go on. It'll be fine. Well, you plowed through a, a group of people at a parade. I'm running over folks. Well, you just did that to your baby mama the week before? Huh. I'm starting to see a pattern here, but you know what? Go ahead. Get back out there. You haven't done enough damage yet. Now, we get that third data point, then we can say there's a legitimate pattern, and then maybe we'll hold on to you for a minute. Maybe. It's all part of the same thing. The complete ignoring of responsibility. When we were talking back in the first hour about what goes on with how you learn from your bad decisions. It, it comes from living with the consequences of those. Now, people don't like saying, well, I had to have a baby because I had to live with the consequences of a bad mistake. But was it really? Because here's the thing. If you are a person of faith, if you believe, especially if you're part of a Christian faith, then not only do you believe in the sanctity of life, but you believe that that's not an accident. Life is not bestowed accidentally. It's there for a purpose. Now, maybe that purpose is to help grow your ass up. <laughs> maybe that purpose is to find some deeper meaning in life for you. Finally teach you that, you know, being in service of others ahead of yourself has merit and value. And maybe, maybe it's be the best thing that ever happened to you, whether you're ready for it or not. Oh, why should I have to be punished? You're not being punished. And again, if you're a person of faith in particular, there is no realistic way that you can see it that way. And if you do, you're being influenced by outside forces that are trying to pull you away from your faith and pull you away from loving your life. If you're not a person of faith, you're still being influenced by outside forces that are trying to keep you from enjoying your life because there is great joy in the responsibilities. There is. You get a major sense of accomplishment. Now, it is tough in the, in the moment. You're going to struggle. But these struggles are how you develop character. Maisie Hirona is full of crap. And she's so full of it that it's just escaping her mouth every time she's speaking right now. I don't care how many people think that this is an attack on women, Maisie. You can keep talking about all your little friends that believe this is an attack on women. We support our right to make decisions about our own bodies. Well, then make the decision and make the right decision. And make a decision that does not end in the murder of a pre-born baby human. Make the decision. If you don't want to have a kid, take the steps necessary not to have a kid. There is plenty of highly effective contraceptions available. Well, Tim, what about the Catholics? You were just talking about people of faith. They don't believe. Well, figure it out. If, if you're out here having premarital sex, you're already violating the tenets of your faith if you fall into that category. So what's one more tenet that's going to prevent you from committing a far worse one? 
I mean, none of us are perfect, okay? And, and I don't want to turn this into a sermon, although it has some very lecture-esque qualities at the moment. I, I will grant you that. I don't even want to sound like I'm talking down to you. And if you're a person that's facing this uh, situation, you're going to have to make some choices. You're going to have to make some decisions. And again, control your body. Make those smart decisions first before you find yourself in this situation. It's way too easy to do all these things. Way too easy. What's gotten me so fired up, so angry, so ready to, to snap at all of the, the people that would even say, well, yeah, this is terrible, is Miss Maisie Harona saying the stupidest crap that could possibly come out of her mouth. She wasn't done yet. She, uh, she finished her little statement from the Senate floor, referring to the Vice President of the United States, who serves as the President of the Senate, saying, Madam President, I yield the floor, but clearly, you know, this is a literally call to arms in our country. I yield the floor. Literally a call to arms. A call to arms. <laughs> she was making a call to arms. Now, uh, Fox News reported this past Wednesday that there have been no arrests made in connection to the attacks on the pro-life centers, even though the far-left group, Jane's Revenge, allegedly claimed responsibility for at least 18 acts of vandalism and arson nationwide in the name of so-called abortion rights. Still no arrests. As of money. Been going on since May. No arrests. Daily Wire reported back in June that the FBI had opened up criminal investigations into the attacks on pro-life centers. Uh, what has been the response? What has been the outcome of these investigations? So far, nothing. In response to inquiries regarding the alleged James Revenge uh, issue, the FBI said that while it would not comment on specific groups, the Bureau is investigating a series of attacks and threats targeting pregnancy resource centers and faith-based organizations across the country. Yeah, you guys had already said that. That's not very much of a distinction. It's not exactly a <laughs> revelation at this point. In this report to the Daily Wire, uh, quote, the FBI takes all threats seriously. Really doesn't seem like it, by the way, but you know, that's, that's what they said. The FBI takes all threats seriously, and we continue to work closely with our law enforcement partners and will remain vigilant to protect our communities. We would like to remind members of the public that if they observe anything suspicious or have information about potential threats, to report it to law enforcement immediately. Call their local FBI field office or submit a tip to tips.fbi.gov. Translation there, if you see something, say something. Uh, yeah. So the FBI is investigating something that shouldn't take very long to investigate. We've all seen the threats posted online. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 
if you spend more than 10 minutes online doing something other than just social media, and even if you were on social media from May through the middle of June, these threats were popping up in everybody's feeds. You have probably seen it and scrolled right by it without even noticing it at least a couple of times. Yes, these people are out there doing violence. Antifa has been out on the streets in American cities since Obama was in office. And where, where has been the calls from the Democrats for them to lay down their arms, to stop engaging in political violence, to stop targeting conservatives, to stop targeting people of faith, to stop targeting Republicans? Uh, how about you just stop targeting your fellow Americans and Find a constructive way to try to make your argument. Oh, yeah, maybe because your arguments are terrible and you guys suck. Maybe that's it. That certainly would explain it. Well, we can't win like this, so I'm going to put on some body armor and grab a big stick, and then I'm going to smash some stuff, because that'll prove how serious I am. Freaking morons. Queen of the morons, Maisie. Maisie. Senator Maisie. Oh, Hawaii. Can't you do at least a little bit better? I mean, you, you keep... This lady is literally in a running gun battle with AOC and Hank Johnson, who was afraid that uh, Guam was going to capsize if you built too many... <laughs> too much of a military base on it. Because that's how islands work, guys. She had a running gun battle with these folks for the dumbest elected official, period. Because at least some of the stuff, like Elizabeth Warren says a lot of dumb things, but she's smart. She knows what she's saying, dumb. She's counting on you to be dumb. Now, Maisie Hirona, I, I don't know if she's actually doesn't believe the crap that's coming out of her mouth. I, that's why I'm not entirely convinced half the time that AOC knows any better. I, some, she comes across as believing the crap she's saying. That's part of what puts them into the actually dumbest elected officials of all time category. It's one thing to be smart, but count on your constituents to be dumb. And then it's completely other to be dumb yourself. But between Janet Yellen letting the quiet part be said out loud that they need the IRS in order for them to be successful, they've got to come get our money. They have to come take our money because they won't slow down their spending. They don't care that it's creating more inflation. They don't care that it's leading to failures uh, all across the board for people who could be doing better, who are doing better economically under Trump. Yeah, that's right. Trump to Trump, Trump, Trump. Give me Trump or give me DeSantis. Do not give me another Democrat, period. I'm still not convinced that Joe Biden is go even going to be the nominee, even if he's still... Well, what passes for kicking at this point. And kind of a weekend and Bernie's thing going on most of the time with him. And the ice cream. I like ice cream. Let me be clear. Mega, mega, mega Republicans are trying to keep me away from my pudding. And I'm not going to take it anymore. 
Good grief, these people are just insane. Oh, let's take the mid-hour break. And the next story is even more fun. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. It seems that the desire to murder unborn American babies could spell big heaping problems for those running for office who may want to help secure our border or defend parental rights. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Just recently, Democrats Mary Peltola won the special election for Alaska's only congressional House seat besting a field that included popular Republican Sarah Palin, who was seeking a political comeback in the state where she was once a very popular governor. In Michigan, where 40% of small businesses were lost due to draconian coronavirus virus restrictions and the overall plague of the Democrat Governor Wichmer administration is just plain awful. However, because of many years of government school indoctrination, many voters throughout our republic would rather see our nation overrun with illegal border crossers, the economy destroyed by Biden, the USA taken over by China, the traditional family done away with, and a drag queen for every child than abortion being rightfully decided by the states and reduced. So beware, Republicans, while you try to distance from Trump, Democrats may utilize the abortion issue to clean your clocks and then finish a republic off. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE20 promo code and you will receive a 20% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. I, I do not view abortion as a, uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy. And I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. Sometimes little things make a big difference. Take the modern cooler, for example. Obviously, a cooler is supposed to keep your stuff cold. But it's the little things, the obsessive quest for perfection, that sets blue coolers apart. Little things, like realizing that girth matters. Huh? So, 
they put 40% more insulation in the sidewalls. It can keep ice cold for up to 10 days at a fraction of the cost of the overpriced brands. Little things like adding a pressure release valve to the cooler. See, a slight change in air pressure can seal your cooler tighter than a camel's butt in a sandstorm. With Blue Cooler's pressure release valve, a gentle push of a button regulates the pressure, so you can open it with your finger. Little things, like re-engineering a locking mechanism that is so easy to open and close, even a child can do it. (laughs) That's not apple juice! The rest of the industry still uses a thick piece of tire rubber to lock their coolers, requiring the strength of an Olympic athlete to open it. Even the accessories have little things that make a big difference. It's the little things. The little things like the upgraded LED light kit. It illuminates the cooler when you open the lid so you don't accidentally grab an apple juice when what you really wanted was something stronger. Mommy, I'm hungry. Go to bed. It's mommy time. Little things like putting the drain plug on the same side as the wheels so you can easily drain it without looking like a moron. Genius. Little things, like having a built-in bottle opener instead of a trashy-looking accessory strapped to the handle that dings up your cooler. It's the little things. Little things, like putting wheels on the biggest coolers. You're welcome, soccer mom! All those little things on blue coolers certainly feel like big things to me. So don't wait till you're a thousand miles away from civilization before you realize how important the little things really are. Grab yourself a blue cooler and experience the big difference today. Listen, if you get your self-esteem from overpaying for brand name stuff just to impress people, don't buy a blue cooler. But if you appreciate the little things that make a big difference, grab yourself a blue cooler and experience premium performance at a fraction of the price of that poser brand. Click the link to get yours today. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. It's all been done. It's all been done. It's all been done before. It has all been done before. The Democrats are working out at the same exact playbook. And I got to tell you, it continues to get crazier and crazier every single day uh, just because they're not getting called out on it enough anymore so they think they're getting away with it all right you just heard an ad for blue coolers where the lovely sounding lady uh, talked about clicking the link uh that would be the link in today's show description she's talking about uh whether she realized that or not, (laughs) there is a link in the show description if you are listening to the podcast. And if you are not, if you're listening on terrestrial radio through some magical confluence of events, because ordinarily this is a bonus hour that uh, the uh, radio folks don't get, or if you're listening at the last frequency, uh, if you're in one of those categories, you don't have a show description in front of you, so come visit me over at tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, into the truth, all one word, dot com. And uh, when you land on the homepage, scroll down past the recent guest section and click on a banner for blue coolers, and that'll work just the same. Uh, that way they know that I'm the one that sent you, so you get to help support the show. Now, 
One of the things that I've been saying a lot on social media as I share these links here recently is that the second best thing to summertime camping is autumn camping. When you're out during the, the fall months, uh, it can be even better than the summertime camping sometimes because here lately it's almost as if it's just too hot to get out and enjoy it. But there's a few things that are universal. Taking a blue cooler with you is one of those very important things. But you know what else is good to have with you? This is a two-for-one combo here. If you're going to go camping, you need to be able to grill out. And the Hero Grill System from Fire & Flavor is one of the best options on the table. Now, a lot of folks simply won't have grilled food. They'll take other stuff with them because they're, uh, they're not going to have grills available and they can't load up the grill. They have the Hero Grill System is the most mobile system that I have ever seen, and it is absolutely awesome. And the folks at Byron Flavor are very eco-minded, too, so it's a very eco-friendly thing. And they don't just have the grill. They have all kinds of other stuff to go with. And if you stop by their website, they also have a ton of great recipes that you can use with the system. Uh, it's just They've got all kinds of really great stuff. So fire and flavor and blue coolers kind of go hand in hand to go out there and enjoy, thoroughly enjoy your autumn camping experience. And, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to to maybe get ready as we go into the winter months. Presumably at some point we will emerge in springtime and you guys will want to go outside again. So, you know, plan ahead because these are also very durable items that will last you for some time to come. Yeah, as long as you take care of them, of course. All right, so that's it. And just hit the links in the show description. Fire and flavor for the Hero Grill system and a lot of other cool stuff. Blue coolers, of course, for 10-day ice at a fraction of the price. And uh, also, don't forget the uh, promotions from back in the first hour. Built Bar, uh, check them out. In fact, it's good to take some Built Bars with you on this camping trip. And uh, if you are a business owner or if you're thinking about starting your business and right now are having a hard time getting investment capital, there's a link in the show description as well for Start Engine. And uh, again, if you will use any of these links for whatever purpose uh, you need to use them for, it will also go to help support this show. And right now, I, like a lot of other folks out there, could really use the help. We're all struggling right now. And if you're going to get one of these items anyway, why not help out somebody while you're at it? And it's not going to cost you anything extra. All right, let's get to this final uh, story of the day uh, before it gets any later. Uh, you know, there's been this unofficial theme running through some of the stories today. Uh and it has a lot to do with virtue signaling and the hypocrisy of the left and them slowly letting the quiet parts be said out loud, but still requiring some level of critical thought to figure it out. Well, here's a story that I came across, and and my initial reaction was, you got to be kidding me. They let, it's, it, I'll explain it as we go. Let's start with the story. A GoFundMe page is currently raising money to help a Portland Antifa member who took part in a violent May Day riot last year, uh, trying to help them stay out of jail. Phoebe Ann Loomis, age 38, 
pleaded no contest of first-degree criminal mischief for her role in destroying a downtown Starbucks at an organized Antifa riot back on May 1st of 2021. Loomis was with a group of up to, but they're not specific on the numbers, of about 100 Antifa members who gathered with riot gear and shields at a downtown park before launching an attack on City Hall and nearby businesses. More individuals continued to break windows of businesses, Portland police said at the time. Several members of the crowd used umbrellas in an attempt to block police from viewing criminal acts. Now, Loomis, she was arrested in full riot gear that included a gas mask, a black helmet, a fiberglass-enforced glove set, a pair of gloves. Uh, Loomis, who has an Antifa tattoo on her chest and was in a black block uniform popular with Antifa, it's all the rage, you know. She was carrying bear mace and a steel tool, according to the police report. That night, a separate faction of leftist rioters also attacked the local Immigration and Customs Enforcement building. One rioter, who brandished a knife at police, was arrested along with several others who were all quickly released without bail or had to bail pay, had their bail paid by far-left groups, uh, some of the folks that uh, Kamala Harris was helping to promote, was sharing links for, you know, uh, that stuff. So Loomis, she was indicted a year ago on multiple felony charges, including rioting and criminal mischief. But the local county prosecutors, under the left-wing juristic District Attorney Mike Schmidt gave her a plea deal dismissing all charges except for the criminal mischief, which was reduced to a misdemeanor. What's more, the case will be dismissed entirely if she pays Starbuck, the, whose store she vandalized, a total of $3,610.75 in restitution. So now it's a year later, and it appears she has not paid the restitution. So last week, Antifa social media accounts began circulating a GoFundMe fundraiser on various social media platforms for Miss Loomis. Now, I pause here for a second because... I have seen GoFundMe take down fundraisers for people who we shall say lean to the right, but their stories have been made public. Their stories have been made a big deal. They have been made uh, in the lands of leftist social media pariahs, while in fact the law typically has said that these folks have done nothing wrong. They have taken down their fundraising campaigns. They have canceled them. They've closed them. They have taken money away from accounts and given them to other uh, fundraising things that had nothing at all to do with these individuals. They have done all of this, some of which is clearly illegal, by the way, and there are still ongoing legal uh, processes that are being carried out against them for some of it. 
this this is what GoFundMe has done, and yet this seems to be okay. Anyway, this fundraising talent, in case you happen to be a leftist and want to help her pay back Starbucks, it's called, uh, the title of the fundraiser, Phoenix Stay Free. Now, Phoenix is the moniker that Miss Loomis uses in her Antifa group. You know, they all have to have code names. Uh, <laughs> the campaign reads as follows, quoting from the site now. Our comrade Phoenix. Sorry, when they say our comrade, I have to use the voice. We are looking for moose and squirrel. Uh, we found no squirrel, but Phoenix in trouble. <laughs> anyway, back to quoting. I'm sorry. <laughs> our comrade Phoenix is being unjustly prosecuted for exercising their rights to protest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I gotta stop right there. See, I can't even get to the person. She's not being unjustly persecuted. In fact, she got a pretty sweet deal. All the charges were legit, every one of them. And she was not exercising her right to protest. She was engaging in riotous, vandalous behavior. I'm sorry, folks, if um, if you lean to the left and you want to make a big deal out of what happened on January 6th, but you want to give something like the May Day riots, uh, anything that Antifa does when they actually get out and get rowdy, well, that's just protest. No, what they do causes way more damage. It is way more destructive. They do it threatening. It's been ongoing. If you're going to condemn the violence, condemn all of the violence. Unlike Maisie Hirono on the Senate floor stating that Roe v. Wade being overturned is a call to arms, he left to stop making it okay for leftist political violence while you try to crack down at even the insinuation that someone on the right might be motivated to react to you in a violent manner. Anyway, uh, let me try again. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm try. Probably not going to succeed, but I'm going to try again. Our comrade Phoenix is being unjustly persecuted for exercising their right to protest. You notice how they used an inclusive pronoun, by the way. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Phoenix is a female. She presents as one. But they wouldn't want to assume. See, I told you I wouldn't get very far, did I? Anyway, the campaign continues. The state is demanding they hand over thousands of dollars in restitution to the Starbucks Corporation for the crime of being vaguely in the area when one of the corporation stores was damaged. So they can't even be honest. <laughs> I mean, I get that they want to play the pronoun game. I get that they want to claim that she's being unjustly persecuted, even though she pled no contest. But then to try and play out like, well, she just happened to be in the neighborhood, despite the fact that police arrested her there, okay? I mean, it's not like they tracked her down later and said, excuse me, are you Phoenix of the local Antifa group? And were you just downtown? Or no, they caught her there on site, red freaking handed. <laughs> Which, yeah, I guess it's appropriate considering she's comrade and they are very red. Uh, 
anyway, Phoebe Ann Loomis, a member of Portland Antigua, was part of a riot last year that damaged several downtown buildings. The campaign is run by a pseudonym user named Declan Hood and does not disclose that Loomis took a plea deal and will be convicted. The campaign appears to run afoul of GoFundMe's prohibition of raising money for the legal defense of those accused of violent crimes. You know, the policy that the platform cited last year in removing fundraisers for Kyle Rittenhouse? You're accused of a violent crime. Well, I suppose she thinks uh, that GoFundMe maybe is willing to say, well, you're part of Antifa and you can't commit violence against inanimate objects. Well, I would beg to differ on that, but uh, maybe that's part of their thinking here too. But uh, there were different folks, including Daily Wire, that reached out for comment from GoFundMe and Strangely enough, GoFundMe, at least to this point, has not responded for a request for a comment to anyone. Starbucks cafes in Portland were routinely smashed up or targeted in arson attacks by Antifa riots in 2020 and in 2021. In July, Starbucks announced that it was closing two Portland locations due to safety concerns. In 2021, this particular riot was not the first for Loomis. At another violent Antifa May Day riot back in 2017, Loomis was among 25 that was arrested then. Rioters had hurled rocks at police, tried to kill or injure officers using incendiary devices, and were indiscriminately smashing up businesses and vehicles. Loomis pled guilty to second-degree disorderly conduct, but uh, the case was dismissed two months later by a judge. So this is really her second attempt at being cut loose. Remember how I was talking earlier about actually having to live with the consequences of your actions? This chick got a get-out-of-jail-free card, literally in this case. Just let her go. They had her dead. The rights had been part of violence against police officers and citizens of the downtown area, and all because they think they have a right to protest. Because senators like Maisie Hirono, because members of the House like Nancy Pelosi, like the squad, senators like Chucky Schumer have all given the green light for lefties to go out and be as rowdy as you want to be, and they lack the intestinal fortitude. They lack the backbone to stand up and say, yeah, we know you're on our side, but this isn't the way to do it. No, because they want a certain amount of fear on the streets, and they want enough violence that eventually people like you and me were going to have to respond. That's what they want. They want a triggering event. They practically orgasmed when they saw people going into the Capitol building back on January 6th because they finally got a little bit of what they want. Because they want to paint us as being every bit as violent and uncontrollable and unpredictable as they themselves are. They want to paint us as being just as prone to doing bad things 
as they are. They have to have it so that they then have the excuse to keep all the folks that don't know any better hiding in their little cry closets and begging them, the government, with all the guns, to keep them safe. Giving them the green light to suspend constitutional rights to go after the bad people, that, that being you and me. We're the public enemy. We're the enemies of the state. We are the uber ogre maga mega maga Americans. Whether you're MAGA or not, whether you're a Trump supporter or not, whether you're a freaking Republican or not, it, none of that matters. If you believe that the Constitution is still a halfway decent document, you're a threat to their democracy. And actually you are. Because if you believe in the Constitution, you don't believe in democracy. You believe in a constitutionally federated republic. You believe in the idea that a majority should have the biggest say in how things are done, but not at the expense of individual rights, not at the expense of minority groups and their interests, that we need to find a way to live together. That diversity is a strength, but not diversity of people as much as diversity of thought, diversity of experience, and still a willingness to work together and use that diversity to bring new viewpoints to make a better solution. If you haven't noticed, if you happen to be a lefty and you're listening to the show, or maybe you're just middle of the road, maybe you're, you're dead center, maybe just ever so slightly left of center, and you've managed to get to the end here, here's a thought exercise for you. Why is it when they say diversity, they do not have any, any tolerance whatsoever for diversity of thought? How diverse is a group if they all think the same way? It doesn't matter if this guy is black or this guy is Hispanic or this chick is queer or this person is non-binary and has no idea who or what they are, if they all still agree politically, if they all still agree socially, where's the diversity actually coming from? That's not diversity. Diversity comes from actual differences. And we have spent decades upon decades in this country being told that we should not notice the type of differences that they now say are the most important things in your existence. It doesn't matter how well educated you actually are. It doesn't matter uh, how good at critical thinking you are. The only thing that matters is what color you are, what genitals you have, what genitals you prefer to engage with, uh, with other people. Those are the only things that matter. That's diversity. But is it? We talked in the last broadcast about a valedictorian in Mexico who is now in danger of losing his license as a psychologist because in his valedictorian speech, he was pro-family. And because he challenged the idea of radical gender theory. 
There was another story today circulating talking about a young Hispanic woman who is facing difficulty here in the United States because she refuses to claim to be a victim. She came out and said she is not a victim and she will not be a victim. So naturally, the university is trying to turn her into a victim. She's a victim of thinking differently, of appreciating the opportunities that she has. That's here in the United States. This is happening. So where's the diversity there? Why is it that the left, again, we're playing the same little thought exercise. Why is it the folks on the left want to immediately say that if you're a black person, but you happen to be conservative, then you must be an Uncle Tom. You must be an Oreo. Yeah, you're black on the outside, but you're white on the inside. And yet they're not the ones that are racist, guys. It's still us who are going to ask the question. How dare I even notice that they do that? That Republicans pounce. Conservatives pounce. Tim Tap pounces. Brother, first of all, if I'm pouncing on you, you ain't moving fast enough. You're a terrible target. <laughs> but beyond that, this is the insanity. Again, promoting violence, as long as it's for the right reasons. If you're trying to, to fight for the right to continue to murder pre-born baby humans, well, that's okay. Go ahead. You do you. It was, there's a call to arms from the floor of the Senate. This individual, Phoenix from Antifa, this is the second time she's been arrested for writing. She was given a free pass the first time. No consequences for her actions of being engaged in super violent behavior where police officers were harmed, where people lost their lives, and she got off scot-free. And then she's had another chance to get off scot-free, despite the fact that all she had to do in order for this to completely go away is pay restitution to one of the businesses that she was involved with the vandalism. And she can't do that. And the Antifa groups want to try and protect her. And they don't want you to know that she pled no contest. She admitted to doing it. Well, you see, technically, Tim, if you plead no contest, she didn't say not guilty. And I get it. No contest just means that you're not going to put up a defense. But that's always part of what you do when you agree to a plea deal. Now, maybe she's agreeing to the plea deal because that's the best option on the table. Well, of course it's the best option on the table because if she faced these charges... She would be convicted. She'd faced all the charges. She'd be going to jail for a long time. Now, I don't necessarily know that the things she actually did are worthy of the time she would get for all of that. But that's not this discussion. That's a completely different discussion. The fact that she should face consequences is very real. But the fact that none of these people are capable of accepting that they're wrong for the actions they've taken, that violence is not the way to deal with this issue, the fact that they cannot win the argument on the merits of the argument, it tells you all the same thing. Rules for thee, but not for me. These people all think they're above the rules because they all think they're the heroes and they think we're the bad guys when they still need us to keep their little pansy asses safe. Unbelievable. Except it's all too believable. That's got to be it for today, guys. Thank you so much as always. And remember, 
Don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. This is Tim Tapp. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. a joke and that wasn't hyperbole i meant that i'm not joking no i'm serious this is not hyperbole and i'm not being facetious and i mean it not a joke for real not a joke i mean it i'm being serious i'm being serious but all kidding aside for real no i'm not joking not a joke i mean it i really mean it i mean this i'm not being solicitous not a joke